The Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. NBC and Tums present Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson. When acid indigestion strikes, don't wait. Take Tums. Millions of Americans have turned to Tums for don't wait relief from acid indigestion. People in all walks of life carry Tums for record-fast relief when some favorite food brings on acid indigestion or heartburn. Farmers in the field carry Tums for don't wait relief. They take Tums on the spot. There's nothing to mix, no waiting. Housewives, businessmen, everybody knows there's no more convenient, safer relief from acid indigestion. Tums go to work instantly to calm churning stomach acids. Just as important, Tums stop working the moment excess acid is neutralized. There's no acid rebound, just blessed relief. Always carry Tums in your pocket or purse and enjoy the don't wait relief of Tums. T-U-M-S, Tums for the tummy. Get handy, pleasant Tums today and eat like candy. So economical, too. Only 10 cents a roll everywhere. As you may have read in the society columns, the Wistful Vista Ladies Club has launched a campaign to raise money for its Christmas fund. Various members are doing various things to add to the treasury, and here are a couple of the ladies now chopping it up on the telephone. Oh, yes, Mabel. I think the idea of us each taking $10 to invest for the club is fine. Oh, you're going to make potholders and sell them. Wonderful. Cute idea. Me? Uh, well, McGee took my $10 to invest in some business deals for the club. <laughs> what do you mean, that's all? Well, <laughs> he did have a little hard luck yesterday on his first investment. Yes, a man in an alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he felt pretty glum about it. Oh, somebody's at my back door, Mabel. I'll call you later. Bye, dear. All right, Tootsie. It's me. Oh, Dad. I'm home. What's new? Hello, dearie. Where were you? Oh, just downtown. No place particular. Well, you certainly are in a good mood today. A good, loud mood. Why not? I got no problems. Well, you felt pretty low last night after the man in the alley sold you that phony ring for my ladies' club's ten dollars. You know, the ten dollars that you were going to run up to a hundred for me? And don't you worry. I'll do it, too. I have the strangest feeling that somebody will want to buy this ring from me, and at a profit, too. Oh, that'll be the day. Who in the world would be silly enough to pay good money for that brass-mounted hunk of glass like you did? You'll see, kiddo. I ain't talking, but I'll have this ring sold before the day is up. How? You'll see. I wish you'd stop saying that. Come on, tell me. I can't, kiddo. At least not right now. Well, then why did you have to mention it in the first place? Now you've got me curious. Well, just stand by. You'll see. Stop saying that. Come on, tell Mother. Well... You know that guy that said he found this ring in the alley? And if I'd give him ten bucks for it, I could... I'll tell you later. Someone's at the door. Oh, darn. Come in. Well, Mr. Wimple. Hello, sis. All right, Wimp. Come on in. Thanks. I just dropped in to... Well, to visit with your parakeet, really. Ah. <laughs> uh -huh. Not that I don't enjoy talking to you people, too, of course. <laughs> oh, that's all right, Mr. Wimple. We're all glad to see you, the parakeet included. Aren't you, Birdie? Glad to see Mr. Wimple. He's very fond of you, Wimp. Well, all the birds like me. This bird sure does. As a matter of fact, he was asking about you this morning, Wimp. 
Oh, I gave her an evasive answer. Told her to go boil her head. Good. <laughs> That's what I'd have liked to have told her. I just said my husband was handling some investments with it, and by the time our drive was finished, you'd have $100 for the club. She believe it? No. I wish I did. <laughs> Don't you worry, Tootsie. You'll see. Oh, we're back to that you'll see routine again, are we? Yep. When I sell this ring today for 20 or 30 bucks... McGee, and... stop it. How do you expect to palm off that badly cut hunk of flashlight lens on anybody? Salesmanship, Tootsie. Super salesmanship. Hmm. Any guy who's a super enough salesman can sell anything. Yes, you had a demonstration of that in an alley yesterday. That's how you got the ring. That's how I'll get rid of it, too. Salesmanship. Yankee ingenuity is the thing that... Hold it, hold it. Here comes a customer now. Who is it? All that blue out there can't be the sky. Eighty percent of it is surge. <laughs> and there's only one pair of pants I know that shines like that. Well, Dr. Gamble, this is a pleasant surprise. Hello, my dear. Hiya, sucker. Hiya, belt buster. Still in the phony jewelry business, pitching? <laughs> Still trying to palm off the valuable star sapphire ring you got stuck with yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> no. I've about decided not to sell this ring, Doctor. Oh? That's the first trick in super selling, Molly. Don't be too anxious. You hear that, Molly? He's decided not to sell it. <laughs> he tried to give it to me last night, you know. Yes, that's what he said. <laughs> oh, if I'd gotten stung like you did, McGee, I'd be ashamed to let people know about it. Why don't you throw that thing away? I just happen to like this beautiful ring that the guy I got it from found it in the alley near the railroad station. I like it. And sold it to you for $10 for my ladies' club Christmas fund, which I'll put back, of course. He was supposed to invest that money to make money for your fund, wasn't he, Molly? That's right, Doctor. It wasn't his fault that the man... Well, I'll tell you what. It's all for charity. I'll take the cheesy thing and give you your $10 back. It's deductible. Sold. Now, just a darn minute, George. Hmm? I'll put the $10 back myself. I like this ring. Kind of a souvenir. But McGee... Me sell this beautiful ring for ten bucks? Ha! Hmm. Well, it's all for charity. It's deductible. I'll give you twenty. I can take it off my income tax return, Molly. Oh, I couldn't let I you. couldn't either. Not for twenty bucks, I couldn't. Let me hold this ring up to the light, Fatso. Just look at that baby gleam. Yes. It has all the fire and flash of a fresh oyster, Doctor. Look how it's shaped. Look at the cutting. I haven't got time to discuss glass cutting, flap lip. Molly, do you guarantee that every cent he gets from this thing goes to your club's Christmas fund? Oh, absolutely, Doctor. McGee isn't going to get a thing. All right. Here, my dear, $30. Cash. I'll deduct it for charity. Good deal. And here's your ring, Fats. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to thank you, Doctor. We'll use this to buy toys for needy children. Ah, uh, and I have a little further surprise for you, Molly. <laughs> oh, how I love to outswindle this lad. <laughs> a surprise, Doctor? Yes, there happens to be a $100 reward for this ring, Molly. I'm going to give that to your club, too. A reward? Why, we looked through all the papers. Well, sure we did. Did you look through this one? Right here on the back page of the Doctor's Weekly? Oh, Doctor. It says, Imitation Star Sapphire Ring Lost Monday in Alley near Railroad Station. What? Ring has great sentimental value. $100 reward. Return of ring will make me very happy. Signed, Happy Jack. There's a box number at the newspaper, and I'm going right down there. That won't be necessary, Doctor. Huh? Shake hands with Happy Jack. What? <laughs> McGee, you don't mean... Did you put that ad in? Who else? <laughs> 
I knew you always read that medical mag every week. Why of all the dirty? It's deductible, Fatso. Sweet charity. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Your favorite programs each Wednesday night are heard right here on the NBC Radio Network. Listen tomorrow for such fun-filled shows as You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx, The Great Gildersleeve, starring Willard Waterman, Walk a Mile with your genial quizmaster, Bill Cullen, and The Big Story, featuring a reporter's exciting news beat. There are four reasons why you'll want to tune to NBC tomorrow. And remember, tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, you'll hear radio entertainment to brighten your day and chase the blues away when you tune to this station during the daylight hours. Bob Hope, the crown prince of comedy, presents a program packed full of witticisms and wonderful daytime entertainment. Tommy Bartlett comes to call with his guest on Welcome Travelers and Warren Hall MC's The Strike It Rich program. You'll also enjoy Jay Stewart as quizmaster on the new and different daytime show, It Pays to Be Married. And you'll keep alert testing your wits against contestants on Break the Bank. So have an enjoyable day tomorrow. Set your dial to the NBC Radio Network. Care for some more meatloaf, Mr. Wimple? Yes, please. It's delicious. Well, Molly, the 30 bucks I got from Doc, minus 250 that the ad cost me, leaves us 27.50 so far for your ladies' club Christmas fund. I'm delighted. I'll turn it in tomorrow and forget the... Oh, no, we got several weeks before the drive is over, haven't we? Well, yes, but... I'm putting the 27.50 right up here in this sugar bowl till the next good investment comes along. I told you I'd run this 10 bucks up to 100 or eat my hat. Catch it, anyone? McGee will have some later, Mr. Wimple. Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Tums have brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Here weekend, your Sunday newspaper of the air on the NBC radio network. <laughs>